Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Welcome, Internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans, or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Ben Hameen, a.k.a. Plain Bane, a.k.a. Ash Ketchum, <laughs> a.k.a. Soldier 70 Spliff, a.k.a. Arsenio Holodeck. A.K.A. the Butcher of Names, A.K.A. the Captain Kirk of Hip Hop, the Kevin Bacon of the Internets, mm. Seven Degrees of Separation, here on Fanbro's Show, the Voice of the Urban Geek, A.K.A. the Multicultural Maestros, and as always, I am joined here in the spaceship, Tatiana King-Jones, the yeah. greatest tech, uh-huh. also known as the horror of the spaceship, the Black Russian, the Black Rogue, Black Nick's Everdeen, Beretta Ooh. Scott King, Deuce Piccolo, mm. the Black Widowmaker, mm. Chance the Parappa, and Flex Luthor. Mm. Like that. Mm. Like fire. That. Yes, as always, hot fire here on Fanbro's <laughs> show. The voice of Urban Geek for all nerds. Like we keep telling you, inclusion is revolution. Tell that. Say that. Yes. Let me say it one more time. Inclusion is revolution. It's all it takes. It's the catchphrase that pays. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, Tatiana, we got to say something right now, right? It's a big day. Happy International Women's Day. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. Happy International Women's Day to all my women's across women's W I M M I N S women's across women. the globe. I love it, <laughs> including my trans women, including just women's of all backgrounds, all religions. I love y'all. We love y'all. There will be no fan bro show without the women. So mm-hmm. we love you. Salutes to you. Yes, for real. Salutes to all of y'all. Definitely salutes to all y'all. And that, that that that's something. That's a big. Good point right there, Tatiana, because mm-hmm. there would be no Fanbro show without all the women's. Like, thank you to all the listeners, everybody involved, Tatiana King, Jamie Rigetti. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, Tatiana. Don't let me, you know, just. Deadly Diva, Simply Show Pay, Buha Bantan, Tom. Bars Pop. Bars, like everyone who helps who actually does their own show on a fan bro show network people who do things behind the scenes people mm-hmm. who do art people mm-hmm. who help on the site like there's there are a lot more people that people don't know are involved in the making and the production of fan bros yes. and we we often try to make sure we name them and if we don't name you we apologize <laughs> it's not on purpose we do respect you and we respect everyone that gives us love on the daily that supports Fanbro show on the daily and we will support you always 
Always. You know, if you want to support us, hit us up at contactthatfanbros.com. You know, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at fanbrosshow. And, you know, we are talking about women right now, so we got to give a big, gigantic salute to a young woman, you know, who made news and history this week. Daphne Keen, 12-year-old. Oof. Logan. She plays X-23 in Logan, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Does she? Uh Plays. (laughs) Does she? (laughs) Yes. I say it like I haven't seen the movie. (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, does she? Yeah, no. Does she? (laughs) Does Does she? she? Ooh, Lord. You said said she's making making history? I mean, could the movie make goo gobs of money? I want to say, I, I don't. It wasn't the biggest March opening ever, but it is on its way to keep racking up that dough. And you're, I think, you're gonna see a lot more from this young woman in the future. Absolutely, absolutely. To extend that, just phenomenal, phenomenal job on Logan. I actually mm-hmm. wish I saw more of her throughout the entire movie because yes. she just just rips it she kills it as x23 she kills it as kind of like logan's prodigal daughter like that shit is nuts how good she is in this and she's and she's speaking spanish man yo that was one of my favorite reactions to it when somebody was like you know laura grunts streams in spanish me just you know hands clapping just pouring (laughs) tears just flowing down the face and that's that's not a spoiler y'all i would never do that to y'all we do know it's only really been this is still first week so we're not gonna give y'all super details about the movie Mm -mm. but you know just on the overall sense i love the direction i just love the overall look the world building how they just created this old man logan type story i mean just the performances you know of course mr jatman kills it as wolverine um patrick stewart man just and yeah. also i cannot oh i don't even want to spoil it like, Pat, don't say nothing but patrick is iconic first of all just yeah. in general mm-hmm. and then obviously as professor x t- the most one of the most perfect castings that have ever happened in ever. the history of comic book movies yes and just just be clear that when you go to see this movie you're going to be happy whatever you think in the in the end whatever letter grade you get is on you at the same time, this movie is good. It mm-hmm. is good, and I cried thug tears. Oh, there were definitely thug tears for me, especially after. This was a movie that really just hit me afterwards. I was just like, oh. Yes. It's, it, it got that residual, that residual emotion on it. Mm-hmm. Just like Get Out. But I, didn't, I wasn't going to talk about Patrick Stewart. There was another actor playing another character who I didn't even know was in the movie, so I'm not going to say anything about that because when they showed up, I was like, oh, and then when I realized the oh. actor it was, I was like, oh. I know who you're talking about. I'm like, oh, my man is doing an ill job. Okay. Yeah, so, right. some some of y'all will know who I'm ta- who we're talking about. Like, you haven't seen these people in a while, and you go, like, oh, okay, that that's nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was just a great world they built, a great use of the characters they had, and then just... X-23, Laura, Daphne Keene, I mean, I can't lie to you, Tatiana, I love her, but that woman stares the life out of me now, because, I I mean, I just, 
I'm talking what about woman? that little girl. Just, I'm just talking oh, the little about little girl. Yes, okay. that little woman. I'm not gonna disrespect that little killing machine and call her a little girl. <laughs> so you no. know she's not a woman. She's a little girl. <laughs> yes, she may be a killing machine. Yes, she's still a little girl. Was she twelve? She's a murder mommy. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. I don't know. How did you call a murder mommy? I do not know what world Ugh. you're living in. Ooh. And She's also, a little girl. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. And just did an amazing job to the point where I'm scared of Daphne King because I don't, you know, <laughs> you never know. You never know. You know, you never know. But definitely go see Logan. Also, some other woman, some women's I want to shout out real quick is Tessa Young Thompson. women's and women's. Yes, yes. Tessa Thompson. The images of her of Valkyrie finally were revealed, and... Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Just... <laughs> you know, oh, man, you yeah. remind me of Illa YC right there. But, uh... <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. not, 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 you know, I'm just saying exquisite. You know, not just her, just the whole look of the film. Don't get oh, it twisted. Yeah. The look, for the most part, I like. I like the new armor. I like the new hair and look of most of the people. The as Ben I mean said, the images came out today from the set. I think it was on Entertainment Weekly. They showed Thor himself, Chris Hemsworth. He has short hair. I I prefer long hair, Kendall Thor. Okay, that's me. Mm-hmm. But he's still he's still fine. Whatever. And to your point, <laughs> Tessa Thompson, she looked great. I was really excited when she was first announced to be playing Valkyrie. So mm-hmm. her in there, seeing a, a black woman in this Norse, quote unquote, Caucasoid fantasy world. Ooh. Like, ha! To everyone who has a problem with that, ha! Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just in general, the the armor looks real cool. Kate Blanchett looked crazy. Like she looked young as hell. Like all this all this stuff that they did with all these people, it looks really interesting. I will say that there you mentioned it earlier, there was a scene or there's a shot of Tessa in a bar with some other people and the people who she's with, whoever they are, they look like Power Ranger villains. Y'all Mm-mm. could take that as a negative or positive, it's up to you, but they did to me. No, they definitely are more to me Jack Kirby inspired. And for people who don't know, Jack Kirby just one of the greatest artists of all time. And he did a lot of the early Marvel work, creating things like the Eternals and the Celestials, especially. And the Celestials you saw in Guardians of the Galaxy. And the soldiers looked like miniature versions of them. So I just love that look. Mm-hmm. I love everything that I saw from it today because I like the bright colors of those soldiers. Everything okay. Tessa... You know, the um, Kate Blanchett, one thing I really want to see, and I'm sure they're saving it, is Hella's whole, like, mask getup when she has this huge, giant horn-type thing on her, on her helmet. Okay. Yeah, it's really ill, so I'm hoping they're saving oh, that. That joint that looked like, she looked like Aku from Combat, Combat, from, I keep saying Combat Jack, from Samurai Jack. <laughs> Ah, yep, yep, definitely. Don't it look yeah. like Aku's yep, helmet yep, or Aku's yes, whole head? Yes, 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 just like that. The black spikes, yeah, just like that. Ill. Yep. So I'm hoping they're saving that. But I'm hyped for this. You know, like I said, you know, it's been a good year so far. You know, Logan, very dope. You know, we got Spider-Man coming up. We got um Kong coming up next week. We got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Justice League, and then Thor in November. So, and then, of course... It- 
Of course. Of course. You know, after Thor, you know. I mean, you know what it is, Tatiana. Do I? Come on now. February? (laughs) Come on now. February 16th. Mm -hmm. As as far as we know, it ain't going to change. February 16th, the king returns Black Panther. Yes. But before then, got to give a big shout out to Lupita and Denai who were celebrating their birthdays. So that makes them both Pisces, right? Mm. 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 Y'all wishy-washy. Good company. Uh, Can't deny it. Yeah, but (laughs) they had a Coming to America-themed birthday party. (laughs) Yes, Lupita Nyong'o and Denai Gurira, they, as you said, were celebrating their B-Days together. They had the whole cast, I believe the whole cast, including Ryan Coogler, director of Black Mm -hmm. Panther, at their party. As you said, it was Black Panther themed, and they had mad guests there. They had Janelle Monet as well. If you go on everyone's Instagram, both Deny, Lupita, Janelle, you'll see all these beautiful pictures of them. They were dressed completely in the whole Coming to America scene, straight out of Zamunda. The shit was great. I love them. They're beautiful. Yeah, they actually have a hashtag, Wakandans in Zamunda. So, ah, yeah, and Chadwick came through as um, what is what's the name of the band? Oh, he came sexual through chocolate. As the, sexual yeah. chocolate as the reverend. Sexual chocolate as the reverend. Yes. Sexual <laughs> chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely, big shout out to them. Happy birthday to all the Pisces out there. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. It feels good, doesn't it? But like we said at the start, man, this is a huge episode of Fan Bros Show. So, Tatiana, can I let them know who we got after the break? Maybe we should make them wait until after the break. I mean, they've already seen the title of it. By now, they know. Okay. I guess it's too late. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Marjorie Liu. And when I'm not bitching about ex mocking of the movie, I'm listening to Fan Bros. <laughs> This is Ta-Nehisi Coates, and when I am not reading Wicked and Divine or Darth Vader or Velvet, I'm chilling with the fan bros. Hello, this is Lexi Alexander. When I'm not on Twitter or kicking people to the head, I'm listening to Fan Bro Show. Should I try it without an accent? It'll never happen. This is Daniel Jose Older. When I'm not writing best-selling ass novels, I'm listening to the fan bros. Hi, guys. It's Alfred Woodard. And when you are not skiing... Roller skating, skateboarding, punching people out. You should be listening to Fan Bros. The best people are. Okay, gotta go. Love you, love you. Bye-bye. Welcome back, Fan Bros, to this fantastic episode of Fan Bros Show. You know we got the good. We are doing it big for 2017. And today is like no other because today we have the exciting, amazing Louis Tan. Louis is an accomplished actor, model, filmmaker, and martial artist who also runs his own production company, Make Love Inc. He's been the face of Nivea as a smooth operator, but he's sure to kick your ass and get rid of your ash as a stuntman. And if you don't know who this man is, you will very soon as he's playing Zhu Chang in the upcoming Netflix Marvel series, Iron Fist. So everyone, welcome professional thirst trap, Louis Tan. What an introduction. (laughs) Thank you so much. Tatiana King Jones. Yes. How are you? That's a powerful name. I like that name. 
Thank you. Thank you very much, very much. And Ben Amin, he's here as well. His has a powerful name. That is. Thank that's you. that's yeah, that's an awesome name, man. I never know. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ben Amin's like, much. I'm chopped liver. Yeah, all, all, all <laughs> I know Top Town is here. You know, it's just how it goes down. <laughs> I fully understand. I know my role. I see. Yeah. Yes. He's the boss lady in the house, huh? Oh, oh <laughs> come on, man. The queen of the station. Like, you know, like, there is no other, you know? Well, you know, before we get to the topic on everyone's mind, man, we got to ask, you know, a little bit about your childhood. Because, you know, due to your father being a stunt action director, you grew up, like, in Hollywood, right? With Spielberg, et cetera. But, I mean, that's, that's cool and all. But for real, man, you, you were on the greatest movie set of all time. What was it like being on Bloodsport? <laughs> well, I was like, which one? Oh, man. <laughs> it's Bloodsport. Uh, Come on. Bloodsport, man. There's no Bloodsport other. was amazing, man. Bloodsport <laughs> was amazing. No, I've had, I've been like really fortunate because my father, um, my father's also a martial artist. He won the national title of Taekwondo um, when he was younger. And um, he had kind of a really rough upbringing. And um, he came to, uh, to the States from England uh, for the uh, Batman film, the one with Tim Burton. So that mm-hmm. was the first set that I was on, uh, was, was, was that one. And um, obviously I was a little bit too young to really remember what was going down. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, we, we moved around a lot. We went to the, you know, we were in France doing the, the Pink Panther. Uh, like you said, we were doing Bloodsport, um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, just so on and so forth. My dad's, my dad's been in the game a long time. So I've been really, really fortunate and blessed to kind of, you know, learn from him and learn from all these great directors as a kid, just like sitting on set watching them. I'm like sitting in Steven Spielberg's uh, uh, director's chair and on on, uh, on Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. L- like, you know, I got pictures of me like that as a kid, you know, that that's wow. crazy to me. So now that I'm older <clears throat> and now that I've fallen in love with the art on a, on a, on a much deeper level, then, you know, I, I look back on those things and it's, it's really interesting. But yeah, blood sport was fun. I was stretching out with the guys, pretending to do martial arts, <laughs> you know, <laughs> foreshadowing the things to come. Was was Van Dam the baddest on the set, or could everybody pretty much just kick his ass? Well, you know, Van Dam is a badass. He's a he's a legitimate martial artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, there was a lot of tough guys on set. It mm-hmm. was a it was a very uh, it was a testosterone packed <laughs> environment. <laughs> Okay, but you also worked with Jack Kirby at a young age? Um, John Kirby is my coach. Oh, John yeah. Kirby. Yeah, okay. yeah, I might have got confused. Yeah. No, John Kirby is my coach. He's uh, Bruno Kirby's brother. He, he taught Jim Caviezel from, uh, you know, The Passion of the Christ. And uh, oh. <laughs> taught a lot of, a lot of big actors. Uh, the, guy's a, the guy's a genius, and he's, he's, a, he's a really interesting acting coach. So at the same time that you were working with like all these greats, like you mentioned you were with Spielberg and all this stuff, like you actually spent a portion of your childhood in Manchester, right? Yeah, that's right. I was born and raised in Manchester, you know, re- represent Manchester United for all the, uh, all the manks out there. But <laughs> <laughs> some people get mad about that. They're crazy out there in Manchester, man. Every time I go there, I'm getting in fights and it's just like, it's just none of my, uh, None of my fault. I mean, these people—they're—they're they're a, a rowdy bunch, to say the least. Have you have have you been out to Manchester yet? No. So no. now you're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, no. 
<laughs> uh, no, I mean it's a it, it's a beautiful place, and um, they got a great music scene, but um, very passionate group of people. I mean, I'm sure you've mm. seen you know some of these football movies like Green Street Hooligans and mm. these, these type of films where uh, people are fighting all the time in the street. I think that's kind of where my father and um, you know he grew up around that, and then as an Asian man, uh, he was dating dating my mother, who was uh, you know beautiful blonde, blue eyed model at the time and um yeah he got into a lot of uh situations so how, how long were you out there uh well i was born there and um yeah. i was there till i was about six and then uh, we moved out here and uh kind of hopped around france asia the states oh. back to england so did you pick up any sort of accent I could do it, you know what I mean. I could do the Manchester accent if you want. Yeah, it's, it's no problem. Yeah, I'm from Salford. That's where I was born. I think it'll always be in my blood. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is so Easily. Dope. Have you used that in anything yet? Like, <laughs> oh well, you'll, you'll 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 have to see. Actually, I can't I can't tell you. You'll have to see. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Maybe in the things to come. Maybe in the things to come. So we mentioned at the top, well, in your introduction, that you are a filmmaker. So you've actually done music videos. Like, you've done a music video with Robert Plant. That's pretty crazy. Um, you've done short films. Like, what are what are some of the future projects or the things that you're working on now? Well, yeah, no, I've been working, um, kind of building my resume as a, as a director, as a writer um, uh, over the past, you know, few years. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to balance both of those things, especially when you're, you know, filming shows or you're traveling a lot. It's hard to kind of uh, divide your energy into these three different areas when you're trying to really focus on the craft of acting. At the same time, I'm doing martial mm -hmm. arts full time. At the same time, I'm trying to understand storytelling visually and 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 uh, build my my director's reel you know and write because eventually i would love to write direct and act i don't wow. i don't see why that it's not possible a lot of the people that i i look up to um have done that and yeah. um so yeah it's 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 very possible having said that it's hard to kind of balance those things you know so um yeah i've been fortunate enough to um direct some some nice music videos some short films we shoot action stuff all the time just for fun you know with my friends and trying to like learn um how different cameras work and learn how different cuts work learn mm -hmm. experiment with trying different shots and uh so yeah right now um i'm working on my third screenplay Awesome. Uh, it's a very personal project for me. It's a it's a kind of like a origin tale superhero story, action Asian American. Uh, it's based on my father's life, and um, it's got kind of like a mystical spiritual twist to it. So that is what I'm working on right now. It's almost done, and um, we're gonna be shooting a pitch teaser for it coming up shortly. Oh wow, wow! So then you're gonna be like dropping some scenes or some teasers on like Twitter. You guys, yeah, right? you guys will see that coming at in I would say mid March, end of March, and um, I got some pretty dope names attached to it. I don't want to announce it yet, but um, but uh, actually Twitter, you guys, Twitter, and and my my followers and fans on social media kind of have been pushing these things together and like creating <laughs> meetings. I swear. <laughs> I'll be on Twitter and they'll be like, hey, you should talk to this person. And I'm like, okay. And next thing you know, we're like having a meeting. You know what I mean? Nice. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how the fans have been kind of like connecting the dots in the places that they were like, hey, you know what? This director would work well with you. You, you know, you should check this out. So thank you guys. Appreciate that. 
Now, do you love when that happens all the time? Or is it times where you're just like, look, guys, I can't be in the Star Wars movie right now? Like, <laughs> is there any times where it's like, okay, like, that's great to do, but it's, it's, it's a lot to deal with. No, I mean I love it. I'm 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 a fan myself. So it's like, you know, I I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, oh, this person should have been in that. What are the you know, what are they doing? This is crazy. <laughs> I mean, I do that every day. So, you know, for me it's just fun. But I mean, yeah, there's so like a whole another side to the business that if you don't if you haven't grown up in the business, you might be confused about how things work, you know. There's a lot of politics involved. There's a lot of levels uh for the, for it to be yes on every level, it's, you know. It's 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 difficult. Yeah. So you touched upon it just a moment ago. You, you know, you noted that there was a lot of politics in the business, in mm-hmm. in Hollywood and the industry in general. Can you kind of walk us through that a little bit, just in terms of what it means to be an Asian actor in the business? Well, I can only speak for myself and what I've seen, you know, and my mm-hmm. own experiences. But I've seen my father kind of go through the the ringer with that whole thing, and. Um, I've seen my fa- <laughs> I've seen my father play all the villains as well. You know what I mean? Oh. You know, um, and as a kid, it's, it's interesting. You just like, hmm, okay. So, mm. I mean, my dad kind of looks like a, a badass. So you know, I I I, I get that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to see your dad be playing these villains all the time or playing uh, you know, these gangsters and and this and that and you're kinda of just like, hmm, because I know my dad's a talented actor. He studied theater in London, you know what I mean? He right. knows he knows what he's doing. Um and then yeah, it kinda of translated to me when I started acting, I was like playing every gangster there is on every CSI show there was. I mean, if you look at my resume, you'll see. And in my mind it was just like the the way that I like to perform is I like to do interesting things on screen every time I want it to be different. So I, what happened was I got these roles. They were all basically the same roles, you know, forgive me, but they really were some Asian gangster doing this and that with small differences. And so I just tried to make the best of it. I tried to create the most interesting characters out of each one, whether it's doing something different with my body, with my voice, with uh, so, something is going to be is going to stand out. So each character has its own thing. And, uh, you know, it just kind of taught me how to play with, how to make the best out of nothing. How to, uh, someone gives me an inch, I'm going to take a mile. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, so that's kind of how I've been looking at it as far as changing casting directors' minds and changing studio heads' minds. That's a whole nother story. You know, that takes a lot of time and that takes a lot of pressure for um like you guys speaking now you guys doing your your podcast and uh and saying the things you say on twitter all that stuff matters so much people don't understand but um what it does is it really does start affecting and it starts making this kind of like shockwave and Mm. eventually the shockwave is going to reach the top of the studio and then you know we'll uh we'll have a lot more representation that's that's how i think it's going to happen but yeah it's definitely been a rough road to say the least but you like speaking on that on on twitter and everything you really seem to give no fucks at all like you just you know speak (laughs) your mind and say what you have to say like where did that attitude come from i've always had that attitude i think but um you know i mean like i do a lot of martial arts like i said right i've been doing it for 12 13 15 years there is a level of respect that gets kind of ingrained in you when you're a martial artist because you you can't have an ego when you go into the ring. You're going to end up getting checked sooner or later. Everybody's seen it. You know what I mean? The greats, you know, 
all the greats have seen. And so that's kind of in my personality as well. But at the same time, I don't give a fuck. So I'm going to have to be honest and tell you exactly how I feel. And I'm also going to have to stand up for what I firmly believe in. You know what I mean? Or else to me, I'm just wasting my time. Like if, uh, if I'm a real, if I'm a real artist, if I'm a, if I feel like I'm a real actor or a real artist, I have something to say. And if it's the same shit that everybody's saying, it's probably not the right thing. You know what I mean? Like the, mm. the real artists stand out and they say the things that they mean, even, um, even if it gets people upset. And I think that that's something that I'm going to always do because a lot of people, they say they're going to do these things once they've made it or once they've, you know, made a million dollars or blah, blah, blah. If you're not doing it now, you're not going to do it then. You know what I mean? Just be who you are. And that's what people are going to be attracted to, I think. Yeah, yeah for sure. So- we saw also, like, okay, you were talking about people, you know, putting you together on Twitter. And you recently connected with Lexi Alexander, who is one of our favorite people in the world. <laughs> that girl's a badass. I Love mean, her. just incredible. She was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and it's just been a love fest oh, ever cool. since. So, you know, she said, asked him, you know, what is this little thing that y'all are putting together? If you can't <laughs> She said, him. ask him? Yeah, yeah, she did. <laughs> like, yo, you know, you got to ask so him. That's so funny. Yep. Well, yeah, like I said, man, I have this, just after seeing the way things, you know, uh, the way that people have been responding to the Iron Fist and, and the way that people have been responding to... Uh, seeing Asian Americans in leading roles in general. I've always been a big supporter of that. But like you guys are saying, the fans and everybody want to see this and they they feel unrepresented. And so, you know, it's been an it's been on my heart for quite some time. So I've been putting together a project um that I think is really going to uh to give the people <laughs> what they want. You know what I mean? I got some, I got a little badass trick up my sleeve that's coming, that's coming. And uh, <laughs> basically, Uh-oh. yeah. And basically Lexi and and I got set up through Twitter and um, we sat down at a meeting and just clicked, man. She's mm-hmm. a martial artist too. Mm-hmm. She's a badass. She, she doesn't, she, she gives no fucks. And um, <laughs> no, you guys, I mean, you know that already, oh, we right? We know. You might, give, no. you might give less fucks than I do. And, um, and <laughs> I don't think anyone gives less fucks than us. It's so funny because we sat down at this restaurant, right? And um, I'm very particular about where I sit at, a, at, a, at restaurants. I'm just weird like that. So I get a back table in the back room and my, my back against the wall. Lexi comes in and she sits down and her back is like facing, you know, the rest of the restaurant. And she goes, hey, I'm sitting here. So you got to get my back. All right. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? You're like a world champion kickboxer. You got to get my back. All right. <laughs> that's funny when i sit down at a restaurant i cannot have my back to the door right because you never know who's coming in <laughs> people yeah. ask me that i was like who do you think is coming it doesn't matter it doesn't you matter ready it doesn't matter you got to be ready see so you probably know too mm-hmm. yeah. some people have that in them some people don't you know what i mean i'm very aware of my surroundings but it was so funny lexi's lexi's amazing no we clicked right away you know i told her the idea and she really liked it so um yeah man there's some there's some sp- there, there's some stuff coming. I don't want to announce it yet, but there's some stuff no, coming. Believe that. You being you and being all about like stunt work. Like I like how on Twitter when you put out your videos, you're always like, this is my own stunts. I'm doing it myself. Just in case you think I'm joking or lying, this is me. And I like that you do that. So like what gets you hype about doing stunt work? Well, this is the thing. It's like if you're doing a show um, where, where, where a lot of the action – like where there's a ton of action required, it's going to add so much to your character if you're the one in there taking those hits 
and throwing those kicks and doing those flips. You know what I mean? Like, look at Keanu Reeves in the last John Wick 2, right? Jesus. Like, you know, I mean, that dude's a beast. How old is he? 50-something? <laughs> He's an absolute beast. It's so crazy inspiring to see that. I love that shit. I love, you know, Bruce Lee. I love Jackie Chan. I love these guys that were getting in there and getting bloody with everybody because – to me, it adds so much to it. So I want to continue to do that. I've been doing it for my whole career, and I'll continue to do it. So yeah, when I post the videos, it's like, look, this is this is the truth. Here it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, I might not be an expert, but I'm in here and I'm doing and I'm grinding. You know, do you I'm have putting any, in the work? Do you have any like special routines or rituals do you do to get you amped up to do like a stunt scene? Um. I mean, I'm kind of crazy anyway. I think I just, <laughs> I'm kind of crazy anyway. I'm kind of already hyped. So I'm like, I don't really need any special routine or ritual, but I mean, I'll definitely, I'll definitely stretch out a little bit. Maybe I'll have my headphones in, you know, in the morning for the first hour listening to music and, you know, I won't be talking to anybody. <clears throat> What's your favorite type of music? Um. Well, this is not the music that I listen to to get pumped, but you know my favorite type of music is jazz and blues. I love I love old jazz and blues. I love Muddy Waters. I love mm-hmm. Sunhouse, Chet Baker, you know Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald, that type of stuff. I got a, like a, a pretty extensive jazz collection, jazz and blues collection. Uh, but I listen to everything. I listen to deep house. I listen to hip hop. I listen to um, everything. You know, I mean, I think a lot of the like real grimy kind of trappy hip hop gets me pumped up a lot too, because it has like such a crazy energy that I don't think a lot of other music can bring. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, maybe I'll be listening to that type of stuff, uh, before I do something real wild. (laughs) bad and bougie. Yeah. (laughs) All day. Migos all day. Shout out to to Migos. Are we going to hear a little DJ Lewis Tan in the future? Oh, man. Get a little mix with David Guetta? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I dabble. I, I'm, I'm dabbling in the piano right now. I can I can DJ. That's easy. I, I, I can spin records. That's easy. Hey, I've hey, hey, hey. I've been hey. doing that for a minute. I mean, I'm not. No, no. I'm, <laughs> hold on, hold on. It's not easy, but like I can do it. You know I mean? I, I'm not good yeah. at it. I'm just basic. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, no, me and the boys get together. We spin some records just for fun. I mean, I'm not any good, but um, I enjoy doing it. So Nice. You know. But oh, I'll play I'll, I'll play trippy stuff like Massive Attack and Portis Head. Mm. I'll play old, like old, uh, old Roots. I love the mm. Roots. Yeah. Oh, you're picking some good records. Yeah. Look at that. You just got to DJ the next party, the next Fambro's party. Oh, man, there. all day. I'm there. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We got to hold I'm you there. to that. <laughs> okay. I love it. So now, one thing I, I will say that I observe whenever people, mainly women and some men that they talk about you, they, they call you a thirst trap. Do you Are you aware of that? <laughs> First of all, do you know what a thirst trap oh is? Oh, my God. I, think I see some of the funniest <laughs> memes I've ever. I literally, I mean, if you guys don't think I see that, I see it. And I'm like, I, I'm like crying, laughing. Some of these memes of like, uh, I don't know, it's like Beyonce, like fainting. And it, she'll just be like fainting and it'll say <laughs> thirst trap or whatever on it. I'm dead. I'm done. So you just take it as flattery? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, how else would I take it? I think it's (laughs) some people. Some people are embarrassed by stuff like that. Oh, embarrassed? Like what? Like oh, like when they see my videos and me flipping around with my shirt off and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Some people. Well, some people when they see that they're memed and people are saying, "Oh, they're this and they're that," and they're fainting over you i wonder if like some people think it's cool they they accept it other people are like oh no i'm just me 
Uh, nah, I feel nothing but love. It's all good. Oh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> Gotta embrace it. I swear, you know, I mean, um, I haven't received a lot of hate <clears throat> on Twitter, you know. It might be because of these videos that I'm posting and people don't want to talk shit, but you know, <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't seen I haven't really seen a lot of hate on Twitter. It's mostly been cool. Like all the dudes are cool, all the girls are cool, it's all good. That's good. Yeah, I got, I feel a lot of love from Twitter. That is fantastic and and very rare. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I see. I see the conversations that some of my friends begin into, and I'm like, wow. Let's let's go into just Iron Fishes a little bit, at least on the on mm-hmm. the periphery of it. So, like, when you were sitting on the set, did you realize that that would probably be the last time you filmed anything with any type of anonymity? Because, like, this is a Marvel project, and you know, once this goes wide, like, you pretty much can say goodbye to your privacy. <laughs> <laughs> to a degree anyway oh man i didn't even think of it like that i should have um yeah when you're walking around the set they have like the craziest security you feel like you're in like a cia uh building or something it's um it's it's really like there's pictures of like people with phones and they're like going to jail but they're like little animated pictures like all oh, over damn. the building and there's like <laughs> oh, if you have your phone out your ass is going to jail and I'm like, dang, this is crazy. When I first got there, I was like, I couldn't get in the building. There was like a guy that had to come and get me and he had to like uh, buzz me into all these different codes. He had like three or four security uh, cards. I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. And he would like, one car would open this door. The other car would open this door. Then I had to go straight to a security officer who like asked me a bunch of questions. And then he's like, okay, here's your... Here's your uh, special security card. It said Louis Tan, actor. He's like, he's like, let me take your picture. He like snaps my picture. I look at it. I look all scared. I'm like, what? I'm like, what is going on? Like that is literally my first day. I I got there. Um, I took a red eye to New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get there and that's what I go through. No, it was it was gnarly. I should have I should have probably thought about that as that was happening. But um, no, yeah, I was you're just gonna too... blow up after this. I was just too focused. I I appreciate you saying that, but no, I I was just too focused on on getting it done, getting the work done. Mm. Speaking of within the work done, I know that you said you put really your heart and soul into this character. Like you've really done a big job. And I know that we're going to be really excited to see this. And this kind of leads into what you were saying on Twitter, how like you originally went out for the title role, but then ended up with the role of Zoo. So could you tell us how kind of that audition process went? Um, yeah. I don't want to get into some crazy detail about it, but basically, mm-hmm. you know, I knew about the Iron Fist um, before they were casting the Iron Fist. So mm-hmm. people were, you know, whispers around town about the Iron Fist, this and that. As soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, shit. I got to get ready for that because, you know, that's right up my alley and um, I got to be prepared. So, exactly. um I, you know, I, I got the comics. I hadn't read the comics at the time. I knew about the Iron Fist, but I hadn't read the books. So I've got, um, I got two big books. Started reading it, um, and yeah, man, I was, I was pumped when I got to audition for, <clears throat> for Danny. I did the best I could. Um, I know that I don't want to, like I said, I want to do too much detail about it. But mm-hmm. they were, they were interested um, to the point where we were discussing scheduling. So once it gets to that level. It's kind of like, all right, it's almost there. Um, I know that it that it, it got down to a very limited amount of people. They were thinking about possibly going the Asian American route, mm-hmm. um, which is great that they they even examined that. You know what I mean? I think that that's cool. And um, yeah, lost the lost the role, but uh, picked up a different one. 
<laughs> so, you know, that's kind of how it went down. It was a long process. It was like a four and a half month process. So this is a... Uh, wow. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I made it sound like it was a week, but um, <laughs> it, was, it was a long <laughs> process. And by that yeah. time, I was like, look, I'm the, I love the character that I'm playing. And mm. I'm going to do, and like I said, I'm going to take it there to the next level. So whenever you see my character on screen, whatever I'm doing, it's going to be memorable. And I think the fans are going to love it. So, you know, that's, that's the bottom line when it comes to that. Right, right, right. And, I mean, and this is, this is the last Netflix series before the Defenders, right? That's right. So that price is going up, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know, it, I would, I would, I would, uh. Well, I can't say. <laughs> don't be shy now, Lewis. <laughs> I I don't want to give any uh, give away any secrets of what happens in the show or or um, or plots or anything like that. So you know, but right, uh, right, right, right. but yeah, no, most definitely. <laughs> We're talking defenders, most definitely. <laughs> okay, and and that's the thing though, Lewis. Like you know, I wouldn't even be worried. I Man, I know Danny Rand is great and all, but especially on a Netflix series, the villains have usually been the stars of the show. So, you know. Yeah, man. Marshawn Ali, that guy's a beast. What? <laughs> Represent all day, man. Yeah. Oh, that uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, Purple Man from Jessica Jones. Uh, what's it? David um, Tenement. I always mess his name up. But, <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen that whole thing. Um, oh. I haven't seen his whole, his whole uh, character arc. Is it good? Yes. yes fantastic <laughs> fantastic to say the least okay so we won't we won't we won't go into detail I don't yeah I won't, I won't, we won't go no further but definitely yeah don't yes. no no i know i know you know what and villains are so much fun so you know i had like i said i had a great time playing them and this character that i'm playing <clears throat> i don't know if you've read the comic book oh yeah but um and yeah so in the comic book he's a he's a dragon and mm -hmm. he is just tearing apart iron fists from left to right by the time he gets to danny Beats the shit out of Danny, tricks him, and uh, and 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 beats his ass. And he has to go and like team up with a bunch of people to like come back and kill and kill Zhao. You know. So mm -hmm. um, when I first read that, I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy. This guy's got a dragon inside of him. He's like controlled <laughs> by this by this you know essentially this this rage, um, this demon. You know what I mean? And uh, I thought that was amazing. So. Just even just working off that alone to build my character, I was I was pumped. Yeah, super. Do you, you said that you any, read? Like, um, sorry. Oh no, go ahead, talk to him. Do you have go any ahead. like projects that you haven't really done yet, or anything that you haven't maybe seen yet that you want to be involved in? Because like one thing that I would love to see are are more Asian people in sci-fi. I feel like just like with black mm. people, we don't exist. <laughs> it's like, it's the future. And all of a sudden we disappeared. Yeah. So I was wondering if you're interested in that. even like <laughs> fantasy roles. Oh my God, I'm dead. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's so funny. Cause I, I I'll, I'll watch these movies with all my friends and you know, I, I think I have, well, I have friends of every ethnicity, but most of my friends are, are, are ethnic. But I'll sit there and I'll be watching this movie and I'll be like, oh, there's there's the Asian guy. And it's like literally an extra. It's the same thing with black people. Oh, there's the black guy. And it's like like a two-liner. I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is crazy. Like, has the future? Are we in the future? And we're just like, we're just not there anymore. But as long as there's one or two of us walking in the background, it's all good. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I hate, no, I hate that, man. I hate that so much. But uh, I don't know. As far as like what doing sci-fi, I would do sci-fi all day. 
I mean, oh, I'm so up you for, would be in a Star Wars film. In a Star Wars movie? Are you kidding yeah. me? I like I would faint. I would faint if someone told oh, we gotta me. We got to get you in there. Yeah, yeah we well, on that. you guys saw what I could do with a katana. So, you know, if that was a lightsaber, it'd be a whole nother game. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting like. <laughs> in a second. Oh in a God. second. I mean, I feel like all those things are coming in the future. I feel like. I feel like because of the voice of the people, there's been a lot more, even just in the last eight months, and I get a lot of casting requests, so I, I see what's going down, you know? And um, there's been a lot more push to have uh, ethnic actors in uh, co-starring roles and, and, and leading roles. Um, let, let, let's see if they actually commit and book them, but there's definitely been a lot more requests to be seen um, in, in the in the last eight months, so that's a good sign, guys. So that means it's working, you know. True. All right, now real quick on Iron Fist, though, you said that you read a bunch of the stories. Uh, do you know which particular ones you got into? Um, the Immortal Iron Fist mm. is all is all I read. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's more, but the books, like the the ones I bought, were like big, thick books. They weren't even uh, comic books. It was like a big. Like an it's anthology like a no- type thing. Yeah, like yeah. a novel. I think it has everything. Like Immortal yeah. Weapons, Immortal Iron mm-hmm. Fist, everything. Um, yeah, and I, I just read it. I love the way, even just the way the comics look because it's basically like a storyboard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think if you're a good um, comic artist, you could you could probably be a good director because comics are so interesting. They show you where to set the camera. They show you, you know, how to show the action. It's pretty cool. No, it definitely is. And Immortal Iron Fist is definitely one of the best runs of Iron Fist ever. And so that, oh, so there's more than that? Oh, yeah. Iron Fist goes back to like the 1970s, man, and like has been around for a minute. Uh, so. Well, I probably shouldn't tell people I read it all then because <laughs> like, I read it all. And now like, it's, I, I guess there's like books down to the 1970s, so I probably sound stupid. No, I've read the Immortal Iron Fist and all of that. <laughs> it's okay. We all do it. They're like, oh, he's read it all, huh? <laughs> I can yeah, tell there's like some some comic book dude who's like a, just an absolute genius. At, you know, he's like, oh, I bet he hasn't read this one. <laughs> no, Iron, Iron Fist is definitely one of my favorites, but Immortal Iron Fist was one of the best runs because it has the okay. old Iron Fist in it. It has so much that, you know, just worked so well. Yeah, the Asian Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. I yeah. saw him. <laughs> yeah. I like how he said that. I swear. His name yes. is Kwai Jun Fan. Kwai yep. Jun Fan. He's the Asian Iron Fist. Is like eighteen hundreds. Oh. He's going around like a like a Western. Um, he's going around like in a in like a Western. He's whooping ass. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He's got like he's got a goatee and everything. If if they ever want to do a throwback to mm-hmm. uh, the older Iron Fist, holla at me. Mm-hmm. I think that might have to go down. Okay. That would be. Imagine Iron Fist in a Western setting. That would be pretty dope. With the um, pistols instead of the fist, too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Definitely. All right. Well, Lewis, you survived the interview segment of Fan Bros Show, (laughs) but it is now time for the brat segment. It's our rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Oh, man. Hold up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, they get a drink of water. <laughs> get ready. <laughs> you, you scared me, man. You like built it up all crazy. I thought it, I, I thought he was gonna be like, you, you did a good job, and that's it. But now I have to do, now I have to survive something called the brat. Yeah. I don't even know what that stands for. 
Rap, they still, you know? Brap, you know? Oh, like brap, like brap, brap, brap. Okay, yes. got it. Ooh, beautiful. I might have to be the new intro. <laughs> I mean, I'm, a, I'm gonna ask you to do some ad libs on my my next mixtape. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you got me DJing, doing ad libs. All right, yeah, I like it, man. I'm, I'm giving you more more talents. You, more you guys are in, you, and you guys are in New York, right? Where yes. where in New York? In Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. So you guys are right right where we were filming. Oh man! And now yeah. we find out. <laughs> and I mean, like, damn. <laughs> I mean, we filmed all around, but but the 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 little secret secret uh, headquarters is over in Brooklyn. But you won't be able to get in there. It's just this shit is crazy. It's shot. I fully yeah. believe it. All right. Probably the longest intro for the rap segment ever. But here we go. <laughs> I was trying to distract you. <laughs> I see. I see. But it never works. Uh, first off, Luke Cage or Black Panther. Luke Cage. All right. The Wire or Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. Ooh. The Falcon or War Machine? Ah, uh, War Machine. Magneto or Professor X? Gotta go Magneto. Gotta. <laughs> <laughs> Militant all the way. Uh, Lex Luthor or Doctor Doom? I'm going to go Lex Luthor. He's interesting. Hmm. If you weren't acting or doing stunt work, what would you be doing? Man, I'd just be traveling. You wouldn't even see me. I'd be in, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be in other countries doing other things, adventuring around on a motorbike. Solving mysteries. sounds like a movie right there. <laughs> Fighting crimes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe right. I'd do some MMA. That would be fun. Wow. Wow. All right, uh, Superman or Batman? Batman, duh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, The Raid or Yeetman? Oh nah, I can't pick between those two. Nah. <laughs> but I, but but I, you know what? I'll go Yip Man because Bruce Lee. But mm-hmm. The Raid was fire. I mean, those are great films. If anybody wants to see some kick-ass martial art films, I'm sure you guys have seen it already. But yes, yeah, get those. Just sick. Mm-hmm. Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan? Bruce Lee. I don't even need to hear who it is. <laughs> I don't even need to hear the next the next person. It's but Bruce. Jackie, but Jackie. Jackie, legend. shout out to Jackie. He's a legend, absolutely. But Bruce Lee, all day. Mm. All, right. All, right. all right. I think Jackie would respect that. He would. He would. Yeah. We got to. We got to be real. He would. All got right. You. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. No question. Yes. No question. <laughs> Oh, the winds keep on coming, Lewis. <laughs> That's Judge one of the greatest Dredd. stories of all times. Wait, can Star you say Wars. that one more time? <laughs> it's one of the greatest stories of all times. Mm. It is, Ben. I mean, mm. oh my God. <laughs> mm. I'm sorry, Tatiana. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the designated Trekkie, but I'm a Star Wars fan as well. Yes. But when the when, when people pick Star Wars, the points go to Ben's. So. yeah okay what's next all right uh if you could have any one superpower what would it be Mm. oh man i think i have to go with like something crazy like invisibility or something like that Uh, yeah i like that 
If you could see any Or maybe Bo-Katine. I'd be like Wolverine. I'll be an invisible Wolverine. That's my answer. <laughs> Next question. Oh, wow. You want to be fast, though. That's a problem. That's a great answer. Next question. <laughs> That's a problem. Jesus. That is a problem. <laughs> yep. Um, if you can see uh, any book or TV show or cartoon adapted to a film, what would you choose? Any book or TV show? Mm-hmm. Or even a cartoon, anime, manga, anything that you want adapted into like a live action film. Well, I don't know. I was like, I was pretty excited when I saw Airbender, Airbender but then I watched the movie and I hated wow. that movie. Yeah. You know, maybe they should remake Airbender. Okay. Make it like better. the right way. Make it the right way. <laughs> you know what? The Airbender is, Airbender is one of the best like cartoon series I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? And then they translate it into a film, and I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> oh. My mom loves yeah, they pretty much. I was up for Zuko. You know that? What? Wow. Yep, down to the wire. Are you serious right now? Down to the wire. Wow. And they had a different director at the time. And then M. Night came on, and oh. next thing you know, they were just the casting was in a whole, a whole other different thing. And So you know, are you saying M. Night showed up and put a twist on it? I'm saying as soon as M. Night was there, <laughs> I was out of the equation. Damn, son. Oh. What? I would have brought some heat for Zuko. Oh, oh it needed man. it. That, okay, that, that's a great tidbit to tell. We had no idea. Damn. Damn, that hurts. Damn, Daniel. Okay. Oh. All right, one more. What's your favorite, favorite Wesley Snipes movie? My favorite Wesley Snipes movie? Well, it's got to be Blade. And Wes is my boy. So, like, shout out to Wesley. That's my boy. <clears throat> That's my homie. Wes is the man. He's a good friend of my dad. Um, yeah, I mean, Wesley's so see, a legend. We, now, we so. know, now we know you're about to be in the next Blade movie for sure. What's up? Right? Oh, hell yeah. And Blade, Spawn, right? Spawn, Spawn was the Spawn the very films. first one? Oh, yeah, Spawn. Michael Jai. Yep. Yeah. Spawn. Another good friend of mine. He's he's a man too, but um, <clears throat> yeah. No. Wes. Wes and Blade. Whoo. Mm-hmm. Fire. Okay. One last one. Uh, what character death struck you the worst in any medium? Film, books, TV, comics, whatever. Like when somebody. What character you know, depth struck me the yeah. worst? Yeah. Like when yeah. somebody bought the farm. You know. Like which one was like <laughs> that hurts. Oh. Oh man. We'd be on we'd be on air for a long time if I if I'd answer all those questions. Uh, you know what hurt me the most was Old Boy. Ooh. Old Boy hurt me bad because Park Chan Wook's Old Boy is a masterpiece, mm-hmm. an absolute genius masterpiece. And uh, the remake, man, I just I just I couldn't I couldn't even get past it. I don't walk out of the theater often, but Damn. I walked. <laughs> I walk. Jeez, that sucks. That sucks. Well, I, that, that hit you deeply, right? It cut you deep. Yeah, it cut me deep because it's one of my favorite movies of all times. It still is. I, I didn't know that would be considered a death of a character, but geez. oh, oh, I, I death of a character. Yeah, well, in my mind, it was. In my mind, it was death. It was a death of a character. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think I understood the question properly. But you know, I mean. That's a perfect this answer. happens every day. This happens every day in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. It's sad, man. It's sad. I hope they don't do it with Ghost in the Shell. 
hope. Oh. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Any don't comments get about started. that? Nah, don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> Ghost in the Shell. Another one of my most favorite animes and just like um it hurt me in my soul. It hurt my soul. Oh, it hurt. All right, Lewis. Oh. You have survived the brap segment and you have survived Fanbro's show. Congratulations. Please tell the listeners where they can find you. Uh <clears throat> the immortal Marvel's immortal Iron Fist, March seventeenth. You could catch me whooping that ass. And you know who I'm talking about. Um, other than that, um, check out for this movie, Sacrifice, produced by Forrest Whitaker, coming out soon. Also in the new Mortal Kombat X Generations. is not out yet. I play a character called Kung Jin, if you guys know the story. Um, yeah, man. And um, keep on the lookout for this project that I got going. Um, check it out for a teaser trailer coming around the end of March. And website and Twitter? Yeah, you can get at me at um, Lewis Tan Official on Instagram. Uh, I think it's the Lewis Tan on Twitter. And uh, I don't have a website. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah. All, All right, right well, fan bros. You hey, man, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. That was fun. No, thank you thank so you. much for joining us. And fan bros will be right back after this quick break. Appreciate it. Hey, Chico Leo, what are you doing? I'm getting ready to subscribe to Fan Bros. Fan Bros? What's that? Oh, it's the voice of the urban geek. The voice of the what? The voice of the urban geek. That sounds so cool. How do I follow that? Uh, you can go to iTunes or Twitter or the in- or the internet at large and, t- and look for Fan Bros Show. And you can like, you can subscribe, and you can watch a lot of Star Wars. Chico Leo, do you use the internet a lot? Welcome back, fan bros. I know you love that stupendous, incredible, ridiculous interview with homie Lewis Tan mm-hmm. here on the spaceship. He's so fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, this is fan bros show. <laughs> and, you know, Lewis <laughs> <Louis> Tan. <laughs> yeah, no, big shout outs to Lewis Tan, man. Shout outs to everything he's doing right now. Look out for Iron Fist Drumming. Like he said, he's got that secret project trailer dropping very soon in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, like we said, he's playing the villain in Iron Fist, you know, and, you know, that's a good thing. I mean, let me be real. He should have been Iron Fist. Okay. let's keep. Yeah, let's keep it 100 percent. Let's keep it 100 percent. You know, the reviews are out. And Finn Jones is taking a beating, probably probably a worse beating than he's taking in the reviews that he takes in the six episodes that people mm. have seen so far. Because, yeah, that man is getting savage for his portrayal of Daniel Rand. And 
I don't want to say we told you so, but yeah. yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm here for Lewis Tan. Yes. I'm here <laughs> for seeing all the other characters. The young I'm woman not here for Coachella Fist. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not here for Coachella Fist, and mm-hmm. we'll go from there. Yeah, not at all. But like we said, the reviews have not been too kind. People only saw the first six episodes. I don't even think they saw the episode with or episodes with Lewis Tan in them yet because he's like one of the big bads and probably is more towards the end. But people he's just probably say, deeper in, right? Yeah, but people say the pacing is terrible. They really are just not kind to Danny and his fight scenes. You know, Coachella Fist, you know, it just. So is this. The first big mixed step for Netflix and Marvel. I mean, judging by the titles of these reviews, it's worse than that. I mean, like you say, they've had, (laughs) you know, three bangers, you know, two seasons of Daredevil banging. And, you know, that's four joints. Like, four out of five ain't bad. You know? Defenders is coming up next. They'll get it together. Maybe this series gets it together after, you know, the first six and it's okay. it's more like, you know, it's like the reverse of Luke Cage, where it kind of, you know, starts to get shaky later. Maybe it's just shaky at the beginning. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, one can hope. <laughs> and if you believe Listen, I that. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Yep. I have, we, we've, we've, someone pointed out, and it's true, we called it. A year or more ago, but oh, you know, yeah. who are we? We're just some podcasters. Um, yeah. but yeah. You know, who are we, right? What do we I, know about listen, comics? My comment remains unchanged. I'm just here to see Louis Tan mm, and mm. Colleen Wing. Let me not say Louis Tan, let me say his character. I don't remember his character name, but Colleen uh butcher. You, don't don't try, yeah, don't try. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. You're here for Louis Tan. We're here for Colleen Wing, you know, the rest of the cast, everybody else from the cameos to see how it forms up the Defenders. But like we say, the reviews of the first six episodes just not looking too lovely right now. But you know what is looking real lovely right now, Tatiana? Tech Talk with Tatiana. Yes, and this week in tech news, I showed you a- <laughs> I like that melody right there. Did you like that? That was cute. This week in tech news. Yeah, put put some put some bravado or something behind there. But anyway, this week in tech news, I actually showed you a really dope video that features a real life action version of Riri Williams, also known as Ironheart. Mm. It's a video that was produced and made by some students at MIT, and it was for Pi Day, which is uh, March 14th, 314, repeating decimal, decimal, decimal. Um, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> and, and, and basically the, and Pi Day hasn't happened yet, I'm just saying. But it's basically a video where they celebrate the people who have been admitted to MIT and the MIT program. And the way they did it was really slick. Like it was really good. Really well done to just be essentially a fan-made video. It features uh, a black student that graduates in 2018. She plays the the titular role of Riri, and she actually is 
flying around campus in the suit. She's walking around. She's supposed to be delivering the admission letters or the, the letters that say, hey, you made it to MIT. And it, again, it's just really, really well done. And it actually makes me excited because I would love to see Riri on the big screen. Mm, no, that definitely made me way more excited to see Riri on the big screen than I ever have been before. And I just love the fact that it was written, directed, produced, shot, everything by MIT students. Like, that's really impressive just all in its own. So hats off to them. And, you know, big shout out to all the MIT students. And just the, that's just so great to show, you know, a young black woman who's about to graduate from MIT, you know, starring in this re joint. Like, that was like just salute to y'all. Very well done. Very well done. If, if and we'll probably post the link on on the Fambros timeline so you guys can take a look at it. But definitely, mm-hmm. definitely salutes to them. Also, I wanted to mention and and apologies that I don't have your name right in front of me. If I if I could find it before the end of the show, I'll shout you out. But on Twitter, someone sent me a link to this um, abortion access hackathon that happened um, not too not too long ago, like a few days ago, actually. So what it was was more than 200 engineers, designers, and activists. They got together in San Francisco for the second annual abortion access hackathon. Basically, what they did was built a variety of abortion-centered apps so that people could do things like talk about abortion and receive support. Uh, people could play a game to to show them what is the process women go through in each state if they were seeking an abortion, and then. Uh, someone else created a tool to identify friends who live in abortion restrictive states and then actually like it, it's really cool how all these engineers made up different supporting apps for people who need this help because as you know this is all about women's rights we talked about how this is international women's day and this is women's month as well women's history month as well so i'm all about women's rights i'm all about allowing people to get safe and 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 legal access to abortions if necessary a lot of times it's a health issue for women and also it's a choice i'm 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 pro-choice so if you have a problem with that that's fine we can still we can still talk (laughs) i don't hate you but that's my stance and i was really proud to see that these people all a lot of people got together to be able to do this and to be able to create some apps and some help for people who need it the most no that's really dope i love any resistance to the just ridiculous and insane uh, health plan. I can't even call it a plan. I mean, they called it the world's greatest health plan. They are fucking lunatics for saying that. Really. I mean, they're lunatics for damn near everything that rolls out of their fucking mouth right now. Honestly and truly. Shout out to everybody involved in that because that's a really dope idea. And we need to post some more links to that as well, Tatiana, because that definitely needs a little more you know, publicity and love. Okay, all right. right. And to come through with one of Chico's, Leo's greatest fears, there are robots roaming. (laughs) Nah, I don't know if this one really counts. It counts because it's robots taking over. Yeah, but keep going. It's good. So there are robots roaming Washington, D.C., but it's for a good purpose. The robot is actually delivering food. It is a a food delivery robot from Starship Technologies. Very suspicious about that business name, but apparently this robot can go on a sidewalk and deliver food uh, under 30 minutes. So it's basically like a Domino's bot. Um, People can... (laughs) 
people can order and receive a code, which is um, what they use to give to the robot. And the robot says, here's your food, here's your thing. So it's really good for people who are who have mobility issues or can't get out for whatever reason to get their stuff. And even if something that could deliver groceries to people. So this is cool. I'm all about using robots to help make people's lives better. Obviously, we're going to overdo it. And we will be under the control of our robot overlords one day. But until then, let's just be happy for all the good things these robots are doing. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. And I could definitely be seeing this robot being used for evil purposes without Mm. it even taking over. So, I mean, that's cool. But like you would say, it also does take jobs from a person who delivers, you know, normally. So that's kind of effed up at the same time, like. Well, it can only go four miles an hour on sidewalks, but it could go up to no, it could go up to ten miles an hour. That not as fast as someone who's on a bike mm. or in a car or anything like that. So again, maybe this will help for when there's gaps in the delivery system or something like that. But I, I who knows? Who fucking knows? You have you're gonna have soon enough drones delivering your Amazon packages. You got the auto trucks delivering shit across the country. It, it's all we're all gonna be. In a, in a bad place one day. <laughs> Robot overlords, I'm telling you. Wow. Tatiana, you know. <laughs> We're going to overdo it. That's what humanity does. Humanity overdoes it. I'm, it just, I'm just saying. And it, gonna, it, not, it may not be tomorrow. It may not be a year from now. I'm just saying. Someone's going to make a mistake. And then we're going to have to pay for it. We have some consequences, repercussions. I mean, it's like you mentioned, Chico, and then you just brought his you know down vision of the future which well he well first of all he's been brainwashing me for the last two years so what do you expect oh man bitch out of Sachiko leo and also uh, if he's seen logan i think some of his fears are realized in that movie i don't want to give anything else away but it relates to what you were just talking about and it was a really surprising moment for me because i just love like i said the whole world building aspect of it yeah. You know, and speaking of world building, Tatiana, okay. it's time for Comics I Cut. Woo! Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And I was speaking of world building because Seven to Eternity, it's a graphic novel I just picked up. I'm not sure what company it's from, but it collects the first four or five issues of a series Seven to Eternity. And it's written by Rick Remender with art by Jerome Opina. And it's, yeah. Woo. I just like how you said his name. Yeah, yeah, you know, I had to put a little spice on it because that man is putting the spice on this art. All right, the only thing I can compare Seven to Eternity to is something like Saga. And it's not like Saga so far in terms of like the relationship but just in terms of this really super ill world that these characters are inhabiting. And the Seven to Eternity involves these seven characters who are rebelling against this guy known as the Mud King or the Mm. King of Whispers. Mm. And I don't really want to get too much more into it other than that because it's one of those stories, it's like a monstrous or a saga where it's, it's, you know, it's this whole own world and all these characters and all this stuff. But like I said alone, the art is just incredible. You know, it's a $10 for the uh, first five issues in the trade. So well worth picking up. It's definitely getting my highest recommendations this week. 
something that's not getting my highest recommendations this week is X-Men versus Inhumans finally wrapped up. And what man, happened? um, a bunch of nothing, I guess. Uh, White oh. Queen becomes a villain for some reason because Cyclops is dead. Okay. Um, some other inhuman alchemy. He might have been a mutant. I'm not sure. They died. You don't sound too too thrilled. Nah, <laughs> just, I really wasn't. Just say like you kind of yeah. like you reaching to even talk about it. You just like eh. I, I, it's just really been disturbing me how like weak Marvel's big crossovers have been lately. Because like, Age of Ultron was terrible. Um, X Men versus Avengers. I was alright. Uh, they had another terrible one. And Inhumans is not terrible, but it's just I like it ain't even like that was I you know it's more like that was I uh and coming up in the big crossovers Marvel Secret Empire event has been causing controversy this week because they released a cover featuring Magneto a Holocaust survivor of course and he'd be joining the side of Hydra on this cover now this hasn't there's been no story reveal you know maybe Magneto's mind controlled who knows whatever but it's just been causing a lot of controversy lately, and a lot of it is around the author of Captain America, who's also writing this upcoming event, Nick Spencer. And Nick Spencer has just been causing a lot of controversy. And lately, I've just been like, I, I've really just been dis- not distrusted, but I'd say dismayed by him. And just like everything he says, like he has a real flippant attitude. Like when people responded mm-hmm. to this, he was like, well, I'm not in control of the covers, blah, blah, blah. You know, and when people re- responded to him making Captain America Nazi, he's been like, well, you got to wait for the story to unfold. And I will say, I actually like the story that he's telling in the Captain America being a Nazi story. But I okay. do understand why people are wholly, you know, insanely pissed at it and don't want to wait to see how it plays out. Yeah, I get that, too. We talked about that. Yeah. But I don't like how he's been writing Sam Wilson. And I do feel like he's just very funny style in general, you know, like, and has a lot to prove and really hasn't done enough to earn, you know, like these big positions that he got at Captain America, you know, and really isn't doing anything that's that revolutionary or that amazing at all. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where you got to know your lane, chill out, shut the fuck up. But. uh, (laughs) Disappointed, Ben, I mean, is disappointed. Yeah, to say the least. But that's it for Comments I Cop. Oh, of course, Wicked and Divine dropped this week. I say it again and again. That book gets better and better with every issue. Such such a beautiful book, really. Yes. And Tatiana, the latest issues, when you talk about beautiful I feel like Jamie McKelvey has just stepped it up so much. And it's mm. just like, mm, like, go get Wicked and Divine, buy the trades. If not, you know, get the single issues, latest issue out today. You know, X-Men versus Inhumans. But really go pick up that Seven to Eternity trade. Great trade. Only 10 bucks. Dope. Very dope. Excellent. Yep. Also, kind of in the comic book lane, but really more so in the movie lane. No, in in the wonderful news lane. In the wonderful news lane. Well, if we're talking about the same thing as wonderful news. Yep. There is a new rumor Mm -hmm. that 
Janelle Monet is the top choice for Fox for Domino mm. uh, in Deadpool 2 movie. What do you I, think about that? I love it. I think that yeah. shit is fire. Yeah. Like I can, I can see her personality. Now that I know a little bit more about Domino, I can see her personality mushing well with her. And I was still happy. Last week's rumor or the week before was that it was going to be Carrie Washington potentially. And I still was like, yeah, she could do it. She got range. Mm-hmm. And then Janelle, I'm just like, yo, cast her. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm happy either way, but this is, this is had got me just another level of excitement. The funny thing to me is, though, that I don't understand about this. I thought the woman who played Deadpool's love interest was going to develop into Domino in the oh, first Oh, like film. she was going to turn it? Oh. Yeah. Uh, but how? She didn't display any mutant. No, I guess power. not. But I just, you know, I don't... I mean, but then I realized that Domino is more connected to Cable and not being Deadpool's love interest either, so... That's speaking all. of cable, speaking mm-hmm. of cable, if they don't cast Stephen Lang, we riot. Nah, Tara Knightley all day, <laughs> all day, all day. If they don't cast Stephen Lang or Tara Knightley, we riot. Okay? okay, I'll go there. But yeah, Janelle Monet, I love it because I just know that Janelle has that attitude, that flipping ass yes. attitude, and that'll be yes. so dope. You know, with Domino, with Deadpool, with Cable, it'll be perfect. So. I'm loving it. Like, either way, if they go, you know, Washington or Monet, good money. Yeah. All right. Yep. Now, in some other news that I'm super hype, I mean, of course, all anything Star Wars related, and this is like the most small tidbit, but people have actually seen footage from The Last Jedi now, and it's been revealed that Luke's first words, I think this is actually hilarious, are, who are you? Okay. <laughs> Does he say it with a certain inflection that's really funny or really mysterious? Or I, don't, I don't know. He just I think, says, who are you? I think that's you know going to be saved until we see. But the last Jedi, the thing about it is every other Star Wars movie before this takes place like either a year or a year and change. I think it might even be up to like three years after the last one. Like Empire Strikes Back is like a year or so after A New Hope. And then Return of the Jedi is like year or two years after Empire Strikes Back. So time mm-hmm. has passed. But this is the okay. first one where it's trying to pick up right after. Like the opening scene of The Last Jedi is Rey handing um, Luke the lightsaber. Okay. I mean, he looked like Grandpa Skywalker before, so he might be going through some things. <laughs> um, he looked like he had gone through a lot of things. <laughs> It's <laughs> the last time we've seen Luke. So I'm definitely hyped for that. I can't wait for it. That's also in November. Yeah, that's crazy. Thor and Last Jedi and Justice League. Like, that's that's insane. Other than that, like Ben Hamid said earlier, make sure that you are supporting your fellow woman during both International Women's Day. It will be past that day once you listen to this. But during Women's History Month, make sure you are supporting Women, women of color, make sure you give people their roses now before they go away, before something happens. People need to know that you love them, that you care about them, and that they mean something to you. And yes, and big shout outs to all the women's around the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For real, for real, for real. And, you know, it's Women's International Day yesterday by the time you hear this. But today is sadly, folks, you know, once again, it rolls around. The anniversary of the demise of the one and only Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. Bid Papa. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, we'll always love you. You know, big shout outs to Brooklyn. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, to ever do it. The Notorious B.I.G. So big shout outs to him. Salutes. All his fans, all his family, all his friends out there. You know, much love there. I do have one question. What? Is Nicki Minaj ever going to respond? No. (laughs) 